0: Are you glad you are in the house of God? David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Get ready to stop work. You have 25 minutes more. That's the title of the message from the Lord to us this afternoon. Somebody say it with me. Get ready to stop work. To stop work. You have 25 minutes more. 25 minutes more. Say it to your neighbor, get ready to, get ready to stop work. You have 25 minutes more. How many of us uh, this particular statement rings a bell? Rings a bell with us. Get ready to stop work. You have 25 minutes more. How many have heard it before? Uh, eh, eh, How many can recollect the the, the type of feeling that goes through your bowels, goes through your stomach, when you hear, especially when you know you haven't finished? And it looks like you have more questions to answer than you have answered. Who can tell me? Somebody, give me a wave, give me a wave. You feel there's a certain dryness that comes into your mouth, isn't it? When it's a get ready to stop work, you have 25 minutes more, and you know that you haven't answered all the questions. You know, if you have to stop work now, you have failed. How many know when you write an exam and you failed? As in, Whilst you are writing, you know that this one, <laughs> this one is not going. <laughs> and, and how many have been frustrated because you could write, but you didn't have much time? How many have had that experience before? And you felt like, mm, I, I, you, you wish you had time. Because you had the information. And so when they say, get ready to stop work. You have 25 minutes more. You, you increase the speed of your writing. And you see that your mind begins to work faster. Isn't it? The point begins to come quicker. Hallelujah. Because you know that you don't have time. Because you have three more questions to do. There are five questions. You've only done two questions. In an hour and a half, you spent two, two, an hour and a half, two questions. Now you have 25 minutes more to answer three questions. Hallelujah. It's not Revelation chapter 19. It's not, not, not. Revelation chapter 19. Are you there with me? Yeah. After these things, I heard a loud voice. A, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgment, because he has judged a great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. And he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again, he said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His smoke rises up forever and ever, and the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Then a loud voice came, then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God. All you servants, all you his servants, and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, a voice of the great multitude, as a, thou- a sound of many waters, and a sound of many thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad, and rejoice, and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready hallelujah if the bible you're using belongs to you circle this particular verse let us be glad and rejoice and give glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen and clean and bright For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those that are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true saints of God. And I tell you at his feet to worship worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am a fellow servant. And your brethren who have testimony of Jesus worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. Amen. Verse eleven. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it was called faithful and true, and righteousness he judged, and in righteousness he judged and makes war. Amen. His eyes are like a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. And on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one could no one knew except himself. He was clothed in robe dipped in the in blood and his name was called the word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean followed him on, uh, on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads on the wine, vine press and vine press of the fierceness and the wrath of almighty God. Verse 16, and he has on his robe and on his thigh. A name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun and cried out with a loud voice saying, To all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves for the supper of the great God. Then you shall eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of the mighty and the flesh of horses and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast of the beast, the kings of the earth, and the armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Verse 20 Then the beast was captured. Somebody said the beast was captured. And with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone and the rest were killed with the sword which proceeds out of the mouth of him who sat on the horse and all the beds were filled with their flesh. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. But I want us to look at the scripture that says verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Now my question is, has the wife made herself ready? Ask your neighbor. Is the wife ready? Ask them, is the wife ready? You know, there, there, there is something about waiting. I said, there is something about waiting that is uncomfortable. How many men know what I'm talking about? When you are going somewhere with your spouse and you're, you've been ready for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're waiting for her to get into the car or you're waiting for her to close the door, and she said, just a minute. And a minute turns into five. And then five turns into ten. And ten turns into fifteen. And fifteen turns into twenty-five. And you're still waiting. And she keeps saying, just a minute. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. I remember so, some people had to come into an agreement that you must get a car. Because Every Sunday morning, there was a quarrel. just Just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. Hallelujah. Now, incidentally, the Bible says that the wife or the bride of Jesus Christ is the church. And the church is supposed to get ready because the marriage feast has come hallelujah it's it's time it's tw- get ready to stop work 25 minutes more it's not the time to start going to take your bath ironing your clothes finishing the food and 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 and, and, and uh, doing your braids and 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 putting false eyelashes and doing your nails and, and uh, no it's not the time to go to the shops to buy another clothes to, to wear you only have 25 minutes there's some people they'll dress and then they'll go as they're passing through the mirror they go mm, i don't like this dress that means a new project of going into the wardrobe getting some clothes out ironing their clothes putting it up and then goes does my bum look big in this what do you think Hallelujah who knows what I'm talking about? I mean, brothers, when you ask that question, plead the fifth. When you ask that question, don't answer. Oh I wish Seth was in church <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh I say hallelujah. Hey, hey, listen, we are wasting time doing the unnecessary things once the time yeah. is so short yeah. and the bride, the groom is ready and the marriage feast is ready and we are about to start. Right. You know, I, I keep telling people who want to get married that please, if we say it starts at 12, don't come at 3. Because wow. by the time you come at 3, me, if I'm the priest, I'm going home. I've done it before. Yeah, 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 I'll I'll go. Because you can't can't capture my whole day. I know some people, they say, "Eh, eh, 12 o'clock, and then the bride is coming at 5. Please, you will marry yourself. Don't say I didn't warn you. Buy this tape and keep it. Don't say I didn't warn you. I mean, I know you behave yourselves, but I've seen, I've seen places. Instead of uh, 12, they'll come at 2, 3, 4. And when they come, you don't see any reason. I didn't say I said any reason. You don't see the, the... Sometimes you wait, and then when she comes out of the room, you are wondering, what was it that kept you there? You don't like the message. I said, get ready to stop work. You only have 25 more minutes. Hallelujah. Listen, when we come here to get married, the best man is standing behind the groom and the groom tends slightly waiting for the bride to come in. Can you imagine as the bride is coming, the tiara is not there, The uh, half of the shoe is not on, she has half of the uh, night's pajamas, but uh, trouser bottom, half of it is here and half of it she's trying to take off as she's coming. How, How many would enjoy such a marriage? If you were the groom, how would you feel? Can you imagine she's coming she's not wearing the white white dress that expensive dress she has half of the what do you call it? the track no half of the the track bottoms down her knees because she's late and she's coming with the with the with the brazier on and she's, she's dragging the white gown behind her and she's coming you know that picture is the picture of the church I said, that picture is the picture of you and I. We are not ready for Jesus. I said, we are not ready for Jesus. The Lord told me that I should tell you that His coming is more eminent than we think. These days, you don't hear this type of messages in church. These days, it's all about prosperity. It's uh, all about how the Lord will crush your enemies. How your mother-in-law will die. How your your sister-in-law who is causing you problems will die. No, 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 no. It's time for the marriage feast. I said it's time for the marriage feast. It's time to get ready. It's time to get ready to stop work. Do you know that every other thing doesn't matter? Apart from the exam. You spend Five years in, in school, three years in, in school, uh, uh, four years in the uni. But it all doesn't matter. It all comes down to the last few days of your exams. Hallelujah. How many know what I'm talking about? And, 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 and if you go and write the exam and you don't write it well, the four years that you, you spent in the university doesn't mean anything. The uh, what do you call it? the parties you attended? How many know the uh, Caesar party? Everybody with the code is, we are dre- dressing uh, Julius Caesar costume, or the uh, what do you call it? You are coming as nurses and doctors. You are coming as Santa, and uh, it doesn't matter. What matters is the result of the exam. Are you with me? Our businesses doesn't matter. The work you are doing doesn't matter. The, the even the marriage you have doesn't matter. Your your getting a new car, you're getting a new house doesn't matter. It's not part of the exam. It's not in the question paper. Ah, Hebrews nine twenty seven says that, and as is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. The judgment includes what you did with salvation. What you did with Jesus. What you did with the words you are hearing me speak now. That is what you will be judged on. See the room is getting quiet. Hallelujah. All these things we are doing is fine but it's not part of the question. Do you know Do you know that more of the prophecies that Jesus gave has happened in terms of the end times, the signs of the end times? More of the prophecies have happened than has not happened. We are closer to the end. It's 25 minutes more and we need to get ready to stop work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah it's good to prosper. I'm not against prosperity. It's good to marry. I'm not against marriage. It's good to to do all those things. It's good. But that is not the main thing. Matthew 24. Hallelujah. The room is going quiet. I expected it. So don't worry about it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Matthew 24 from 3. It says that As he sat on the Mount of Olives, his disciples came to him privately, saying, tell us, what will be these things? What will these things be? And what will be the signs of your coming and of the end of this age? And Jesus answered and said, take heed that no one deceives you. Somebody say, take heed that no one deceives you. you." Today there is a deception in the church. There is, there is a deception in the church where the coming second coming of Jesus Christ is not talked about. Mm-hmm. It is not emphasized. It is not preached about. We don't even hear those type of messages. You see when I was growing up as a Christian, as a young Christian, you see as Christians we took comfort in the fact that Jesus would not be long in coming that was and the songs we sang it won't be long we'll be living here it won't be long we'll be going home then it goes count the years as months count the months as weeks count the weeks as days any day now We'll be going home. If you ever count the years as months and count the months as weeks and you count the weeks as days and count the days as minutes and count the minutes as seconds, you realize that the time is very short. How many remember your fifth birthday? I remember my first ever birthday. I remember my first ever birthday. When my first ever birthday, I wasn't one. I wasn't two. I wasn't three. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a story. <laughs> I said I have a story. I won't share it with you now. But I remember my first day at school. How many remember your first day at school? How many know it's been a lot of years since then? I remember my first day at school. And I remember my first day at secondary school. That was many years ago. I think it was 1981. That was my first day at secondary school. And when I went to school, secondary school, my first day dropped the key for me. And my father drove me to the school. And put my boxes down and left. My first friend I made was a guy. It was a, yeah, it was was only guys, but I met a a guy called Aferi. Aferi was my first friend that I made in the school. And I was feeling sad because here I was, my father dropped me and left and then I turned to a ferry and I said it won't be long we'll be leaving here it won't be long we'll be going home count the years as months count the months as weeks Come the weeks as days any day now we'll be going home today Aferi is a pastor and fairy sent me he, he has a radio station he does a radio program and he sent me a recording I still have it on my phone and he was talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ and he started to sing the song. In the radio um, thing, and he said that this song I first heard this song from my friend in 1981, and he sent me the recording. I still have it on my phone. And I'm telling you that our, the second coming of Jesus is sooner than you think. If anyone in this room knows the dead they are going to die, your behavior will change. The things you put you place as important. Will will we'll be reorganized. You place important things first. And you place other things that we, 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 we call important. Thing we things that we think are urgent. We will place them where they need to be placed. Do you know that not every phone call is urgent? But every phone call sounds urgent when it's ringing. Sometimes I, I see people like you are serving a customer. Then another customer calls. Or somebody else calls. And then they stop serving and they are answering the phone. You don't understand your your business. Because what is urgent is what is in front. Are you with me? Not what seems to be pressing. Some of us, our jobs are pressing and we think our jobs are more urgent. Hallelujah. our 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 wives are, are pressing and we think that that's important. Your husband. Oh, I don't have a husband. I need a husband. And to you, that is that is pressing. It's not. It's not. Paul says that those who are not married you don't have trouble in the flesh. But those who are married will such shall have trouble in this flesh. Ask those who are married the trouble they are going through. It's not every trouble they talk about. I said it's not every trouble they talk about. I'm trying to make you understand that time is short and what is important is what is important. I said what is important is what's important. Jesus said, let's read on what verse are we on? Verse 2. He said, let no man deceive you. Take heed. Verse 2 quickly. Verse, verse, sorry, verse 5. Verse 5 quickly. Oh, somebody's in slow motion there. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Ah, How many know that many have come calling themselves Christ. Calling themselves angels. Calling themselves things. Hallelujah. Oh, I said How many agree that many have come? Many false prophets have come. Many false Jesus Christ have come. They are still here today with us. I remember when uh, David Koresh came. Do you know who David Koresh was? In uh, a cult in Guyana. Yeah, it was in Guyana. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's Guyana. And he said he was the Messiah. And he had a following. And they had a ranch that they were in. Yeah. They all married each other. They did everything. They said he was taking them. Then one day he said, I'm ready to take all of you. Then he put everybody in the room. And he put gas. He gassed about, I don't know how many, about 200 300 people. Killed all of them. Listen, we've had stories of people that have come with all sorts of things. That first prophecy A sign. A sign is something that you must look out for. I said a sign is something you must look out for. And when you see the sign it should inform you of something that is coming. Hallelujah. Many have come. Many are still coming. And in the future many will come. Hallelujah. Next verse. Can you speed up please? And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet. Hallelujah. How many have heard the wars? Rumors of wars. Even as we speak today, uh, America and China are doing skirmishes. America and Iran, they have issues. Korea, North Korea and America, they have issues. I hear some people want to divide Nigeria into two. Yeah, they want to do, they want to remove part of Nigeria into another country. And so it's like even within one country, there's a rumor of war starting. And those, the the people that want to take, they want to take the rich part of Nigeria from the rest of Nigeria. (laughs) Yeah, Hallelujah. Next verse. For nations will rise against nations. Kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be famine. Is there famine? There will be pestilence. Is there pestilence? Up to today they have not found the key of HIV. If HIV is a pestilence. They always keep telling us they found something but they've never found anything. Earthquake. Do we hear earthquakes? Do we hear landslides? Do we hear volcanoes in various places? Hallelujah! It's a sign. When the vigilator comes and he walks around and he says, before he speaks, you know it's a sign. When he comes to stand in front of the hall and he stands at a particular place, you know it's a. If you don't have a watch, you know it's a sign that he's going to say maybe an hour has gone, or. One hour left or 30 minutes, depending on what he has announced previously. When you see him coming to the front, you know it's a sign. You know he's about to say something. Hallelujah. Verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. You see, when you read the scripture, See, beginning of sorrows is it, it, sorrows in two places. Sorrows in the fact that those who are left are going to go through a lot of heartaches. And those who are taken, some of them will be in sorrow because they didn't finish the work. One of the most painful things is to do a work and not finish. How many have started and not finished before? I remember one one exam, one exam. I mean, I knew the paper. I knew it was my favorite paper and I knew it. But I remember that question as if it was yesterday. I started it but then I had just five more minutes. So you know what I did? I wrote the points that I would have talked about. And then when I finished writing the point, I said, but for time. I wrote at the bottom, but for time. I don't know what the examiner made of it. (laughs) Hallelujah. I would have written. But you know, the time management is also part of the exam. Managing your time is also part of the exam. So you need to learn how to apportion the time. The Bible says that there is a time and a season for everything. You must learn to apportion the times rightly in your life. There's a time and a season for everything. If you don't go with the right the the, the right things at the right time, you look funny. I say you look funny, and you do things that you don't need to do. You know that scripture that says that in Hebrews 10.25 do not neglect the assembling of ourselves together. And so much the more when you see the end approaching. When you see the ending approaching, that is a time that you need to give more to the coming and gathering yourself together. Hallelujah. But for most of us, we don't apportion time properly. So even when it comes to the time that we need to give ourselves more to the assembling of ourselves, that is when we don't have time. That is when we are engaged in other things. That is when you say that, no, you don't understand. All week, I haven't had time to iron. I haven't had time to do my my, uh, week shopping, weekday shopping. So I need to go and look at somebody. You don't know the time that you are in. You are like me when I was writing that paper and I wrote bad for time. What I didn't realize is that time management is also part of the exam. Hallelujah. You know, I remember somebody was going to write an exam and the person said to me, I need a certain watch. Go and buy me a certain watch. And it was Sunday. Sunday afternoon. Sunday evening. We, I combed everywhere in Leeds looking for that watch because the person said, "I need a stopwatch yeah. because I need to stopwatch every question." <laughs> so when the question is, because sometimes the time, the seeming uh, hours. hours left will make you write more than you need to write for a question. See if you write more than you need, you still not get more <laughs> max. Well if the if the max is twenty and you have written maybe sixteen over twenty, the three pages you have written extra is still sixteen. <laughs> they won't say that because you have written this I said really this time, they will give twenty five out of twenty. No, 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 no. No. They won't give you extra because you wrote extra. I, I, are you understanding what I'm saying? Oh, no, nobody's minding me. Yeah. Listen, the person told me, get me a stopwatch because I need to realize Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time and a season for everything. A time to be born. A time to die. A time for question 1. A time for question 2. A time for question three. A time for question four. I, I, I remember I entered the shop. As soon as I entered, the person I said, you have one minute left for us to close. I said, please, one minute is enough. I'll find what I'm looking for. Because somebody who kept on calling me every two seconds, make sure you buy me that watch. And I bought them the watch. And they reduced the watch to write exams. And apparently, the watch helped all the people around. Because she kept doing peep. When it's like it's 25 minutes goes, peep. So when the person sitting next is, when you say peep, you have to go to the next question. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go to the next verse. Let's go to the next verse. We are in Matthew 24. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you'll be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. How many know that Christians are being persecuted? Go to the northern part of Nigeria. Go to China and all places like that. Dubai and things. They have the, church, the underground church because people are not allowed to do certain things. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Then, next verse, quickly, please. Then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Do you know that today there are churches that hate other churches? It's almost as if you, when you come to this church, and you know maybe this church has a problem with the next door church. When the pastor has a problem with the the next door pastor. It means that like this whole church has a problem with that whole church. As if we are, we are not going to heaven together. There are churches who are praying that another church will fail. Yeah, It's here. They will hate one another and betray one another. Christian against Christian. Brother against brother. Verse 11. Quickly. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. The ones who are claiming that they are raising the dead when they haven't done anything like that. The ones who are making people eat grass. I mean, when I went, when I went to South Africa, I had many more fanciful stories that has not made the news. Yeah. Many, many wild, wild things are being done. I said many wild things are being done. By so-called prophets. Because of lawlessness. And because lawlessness will abound. The love of many will wax cold. Do you know that the love of many people are cold? Ask your neighbor, you one of them. Many of us, the way we really used to serve God. We are not serving God that way. Because lawlessness is abounding even in the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. I'm talking about the end time. You know, when we say rapture, who has heard the word, the term rapture? The word rapture does not necessarily appear in the Bible, but it's a term frequently used in conjunction with the events related to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that is what we have discussed. All the false prophets, the nations rising against nations, and all that. Amen. The second coming of Jesus can also be compared to a man who went to on a trip and he left his servants. Matthew 24, 45-51. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his house to give them food in due seasons? Blessed is the servant whom his master, when he comes, will find him doing what he needs to be doing. Hallelujah. Will Jesus find us doing what we need to be doing? Or will he find us doing something else? I said, will Jesus find us doing what we need to be doing? Or you find us doing something? Today the church is doing something else. I said, today the church is doing something else. Our message is something else other than the message we are supposed to be preaching. See, the message of the church is very simple. It says, go into the world and make disciples of me. Preach the good news. Make disciples of me. Simple. That is the message of the church. It is not preaching about any other thing than that. But when you go to the church today, hardly would you hear the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of salvation. We hear everything. Dominion, power, authority. Enemies must die. And all those stuff. I'm not saying that those things are wrong. But I'm saying that that is not the main thing. The main thing is the main thing. Answer the question. And stop telling us what we don't need to hear. Don't put additional points. Peripheral points. That don't matter. Don't put it there. How many understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, don't put, don't put questions. Don't put, don't tell us what you know, what we haven't asked. You know, sometimes you, 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 are, you, we are talking about the shoulder. Then you want to impress the, the, the examiner and talk about the knee or the waist. We didn't ask you all that. I said, we did not ask you all that. And you think that because I've written five more pages about the waist and the knee. No. We asked about the shoulder. And even the shoulder, we asked specifically the ball joint and the socket. How does it work? That's all. And what ligaments control there? That's all. Very simple. Answer it. Do you have the tendons? Do you have the tibula, the fibula? (laughs) Don't start Talking about waist pains. The, the shoulder is a good thing, but at this chance, let's talk about the waist. No, no. I said no. We are not going to talk about the waist. It's a wrong question. At this time, let's talk about uh, uh, dominion and power. No, the main thing is still the main thing. I said the main thing is still the main thing. Let us become Christians that are mindful that our life is an examination and we are going to appear before the king and we are going to replay what we have done, what we have used our lives to do, what we have used our time to do. You see, the questions are not hard. We already have the past questions. Let's finish the scripture we are reading. That's the past question, so let's read it. It's a past question. As I say to you, verse 47, that he will make him a ruler over all his household, that if find, the master finds him doing what he expected him to do, but if that evil servant says in his heart, my master has delayed in coming and begins to beat his fellow servants And eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him. And at an hour that he is not aware. And will cut him off. Cut him in two. And appoint his portion with the hypocrites. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. He says that. When he comes and finds him, that man eating and drinking with drunkards. You know, I realize that drunkards are people that cannot be satisfied with what they have already had. Isn't that true? They are not satisfied with the drink. You know that the the, the, the Christians today they are not satisfied with the drink they have already drunk. I see all your enemies dying. Amen. I see all your enemies falling away. Amen. I see you riding over all your friends. That's day one. Day two. I see all your enemies dying. Amen. I see. I receive it. Day three. I see all your enemies dying. If you like, listen to the, the, the uh, radio and the social media. If you are watching the t- live TV, it's so, all I see all your enemies dying. Amen. I see all your enemies dying. It's like you never get satisfied with the drink. Drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. You'll never see that. We are going to win souls for Christ. Only few of them are doing that. The message is simple. Go into the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples of him. As for your enemies dying, it's the byproduct of doing the first thing. It is not the be and end of it. He wants you to go so your enemies will die. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? How many of us are going to start working because the time is short? How many will start writing faster because the time is short? Rise to your feet.